Hello and welcome to the for the Ballard cast. I am your host Ballard seventy seven. Well, you would think this is the name of the SHO podcast, but not anymore. I've decided to change it up a little bit. It's now known as Valor Sports Center to uh, fit my little moniker, Valor Sports Network. And for all those in SHO, thank you for stopping by. All right, so we're going to jump into the news right away. I'll save my personal stuff for later, but... I know some other podcasts talked about this, but we'll jump right into it. First, we're going to have to cover today's question. What the hell is going on in Winnipeg? For those who don't know, uh, Winnipeg has a GM change. Both Kez, both Moroto, also known as Kez, and Gigazoid uh, stepped down. So they were looking to find a replacement. Gigazoid is now the Koji, I believe, of, with Great Falls of the SMJ itself, I'm right. If it's Regina, then... Sorry if I got it wrong. I'm not very good at this information. <laughs> so, next up, we're going to have to cover some of the trades that occurred. The first move of such blow-up was... I believe we go all the way back to the Strom-Chamberlain trade. Uh, he gets moved to Tampa, and going to Winnipeg is... A F-61 second. Uh, let me pull up the draft picks because this was used. Let's see what the pick became. <laughs> Slow, we have to get to these picks. So I'm trying to find it. So this pick became Luka Kovaskova. Uh, decent pick. Earning is pretty solid. A S62 first, which is likely going to be, like, I believe this is probably going to be, like, 8th, ninth, 10th overall. A S62 third. Bob Duncan and Tobias Leonard. Duncan was a former first-round pick, by the way. I just had a few personal messages. This one was a brief pause. So, yeah. Alright, let's get back to what we were doing. Sorry for the brief interruption. So, then we move on to recent trades. We had... Nick Brain get moved to Toronto. Because Winnipeg's blowing up, if you don't know. Then we have Moosey getting moved 
to L.A. This is a pretty big trade to get Elijah Jones there. Chicago and Atlanta, that's just a signing trade. The Baltimore Calgary. Matt Emerson gets moved to Calgary because Baltimore's looking to get younger. And they trade him to Calgary. Next, we go to Seattle, Winnipeg. Pojo Biscuit gets moved. So, Winnipeg is a lot of firsts coming into this draft. Tampa, Buffalo's pick, Hamilton's second. So, basically, Winnipeg is going to enter a long-term rebuild. So, I wouldn't be surprised if they moved anybody else at the deadline. So, Gabriel Johnson also gets moved to Edmonton from Baltimore. And then this is probably the biggest recent one. A massive trade that occurs. Basically, what happens is the Spectres acquires Zakir, Diparov, and Slip McScroff. And if you were watching Hockey t Talk tonight, you pretty much do. Slip McScruff was a Winnipegger for life. So, I find it quite surprising he got moved. Well, to be fair, he probably would play for a contender. And Nova gave up a lot. Every single player that they moved to Winnipeg are inactive. So, two first-round picks... A conditional second, which could be either an S63 Tampa second or the S62 Pampers second. So pretty much Winnipeg gets a lot of picks out of this. And finally, we have LA Winnipeg. It's a one-for-one one swap. So if you didn't know, Wuma was is in a pretty similar situation, so I'll explain it. He felt like he didn't belong in Winnipeg's locker room because everybody was getting moved. And he was young, so Winnipeg wanted to keep him. Because he felt isolated in the locker room and just didn't feel comfortable there, uh, he requested out and he ended up getting swapped one for one for LB. So yeah, that catches up with all the trades. Now, we have to dive into the S61 draft. I'm going to cover this for both Manhattan and, and Calgary because I was still on Manhattan during the draft. And then I'll explain what we got for Calgary. So, going on, the lottery did help us out. We got number one overall, which pretty much helped us land Shores. And then we drafted Adele de Pangu. Schwarz and Eza, oh my god, you can't separate those two. They're very good in the locker room, and very nice. I think they're good people in Manhattan, and I definitely think that, of all they're good people, I'm going to go a little hot take here. I don't mind doing this a lot. They kind of have a small sense of authority there, because everyone there was changing their name.
<sighs> then we got so Calgary just before the draft. Okay. So, yeah. Eventually, so Calgary gets the pick from San Francisco, which we select Kaz as recreate. Kaz is a good user. And then, and then, we get another first. Uh, this is where... Alright, so this happens and... Darwin Coffins of becoming a member of Calgary. Eventually, we've also selected Duncan McKenzie. A former Rage Eddie Castrava returns. Evan finally clumps Fondago. And that's it for the classes. Alright. So, I'm going to have to tell the tale of a little guy of me, uh, Kenneth or Kenny. He got moved a lot during this offseason. Poor man couldn't last in a team for like a few minutes. And then he got dealt. So our story begins between New England and Winnipeg. As a result, Bailey gets his name to Co and sent to Winnipeg. Alexis Kenny gets moved to New England along with a first and a third. And then, guess what happens? He gets moved again. What happens is, the 6th overall pick boot gets moved to New England as they acquire defenseman Casper's Claude, which the pick was used to select. Jeez, I forgot who it was already. The pick would be used to select Darwin Koff. And Koff's been max earnings, so I think this trade heavily favors New Calgary so far. They get two good. And finally, before we jump into questions, uh, let me see how long I've been doing it. About 11 minutes now. So, I'm going to have to explain what the heck's been going on as of late. So... Yeah. I'm not a Manhattan anymore. So let me explain what happened. So it was around a few weeks ago, like a week or two ago. Man, crazy how time flies. And I've been having added stress from college and work, even though I only do it like one or two times per week due to my strict college schedule. So, basically, I felt like it didn't belong in Manhattan. The truth is, I've actually wanted out. So, they originally put me on the trade block, and ultimately, nobody budged. Because of that, what me and uh, JY agreed to decide, we decided to part ways. So, what happened was, Manhattan bought out my contract...
and I was a free agent. It took a few days, and four teams talked to me. Only one of them sent me an offer, in which I accepted right away. Uh, the four teams that tried to talk to me were Chicago, San Francisco, New Orleans, and then the team that I eventually agreed to sign on was Calgary. The news here is that uh, Calgary's on-site locker room, we still use that. Oh, it's it's slower paced. It's pretty comfortable for me. And for members of Calgary, uh, don't forget to check it every day. Because you don't know when I'm going to post a question of the day or some random bullshit or something. So, yeah. I'm officially on Calgary here. Izzy gave me a good opportunity. For the rest of the season, I'm under contract. That does mean, however, I am a free agent at the end of the season. However, I am. It's gonna see. It's gonna depend on if I feel like so far it's going so well. If it continues this way, I'm probably gonna sign my uh, sign extension this off season, and because. I'm getting called up next season, actually, because this is my fourth season in the J. So, yeah, let's see how the standings are looking right now in both the SHL and the J. So, no one's surprised here. Hamilton and Buffalo are punching each other. While Bo, Hamilton has a pretty good lead. Has a six and a half game lead on the division right now. And a three and a half game lead on Texas for the best record in the league. Baltimore is actually second. So yeah. So yeah. Chicago, Tampa is one team we have to watch. Tampa got upset around. Did the upgrade to Strom Chamberlain is going to help them possibly go all the way to the Eastern Conference Final? Toronto is good. Toronto had a rough start. Now they're getting back into it. Edmonton is leading the Pacific Division. Calgary, we're currently second in the division right now, but LA's but LA in this big clump with like Calgary, LA, NOLA, San Francisco, Minnesota, Seattle. It's gonna be a tough fight, and it's gonna be unfortunate that one other team is gonna miss the playoffs in the West. As of right now, it's Seattle by a single point. But, yeah. Then I'm going to talk about... Next, we're going to be talking about uh, the J. So, let me do that. Load the J index. So, probably the biggest surprise. Quebec is leading the standings right now with 65 points. On my team, Vancouver, if you don't know, I was traded to Anaheim from Vancouver. Anaheim's going under organizational rebuild as Ace left for Winnipeg and Talls from Colorado slash San Francisco became our GM. I will stay on Anaheim as an advisor starting next season. So, yeah, it's pretty tight. The big seven this season so far has been uh, Quebec. Vancouver, Newfoundland, Colorado, Carolina, Kelowna, and St. Louis. St. Louis and uh, St. Louis, Great Falls, and Vancouver pretty much got most of the remnants from Anaheim 
And then the bottom few teams are Nevada, Detroit, and Anaheim, obviously. So anyway, that's your standings update. I'm going to be taking a small break, and then I'll be right back. So continuing on what I said earlier on the podcast, uh, I had a few questions, but I'm going to push it back a few more minutes. We're going to talk, so I can talk about, uh, I'm going to the point, I'm going to talk about Calgary's prospects. Uh, This was as of Monday before that sim. This was actually post-Mondays. But. I'm going to predict Calgary's roster coming next season. Not sure who's retired. Not sure. Based on contract, there's got to be some kind of compendium for that. Which I'm pretty sure there is. So basically, so the companion just added. I'm gonna have to go into the player analyze. So basically, so take a look at Calgary here. Uh, they got a lot of old forwards. They have a young one up, and they got a few S45s that are going to need to be replaced. Emerson's probably done after this season. Uh, taking a look, we have, yeah, we've been running three lines in the SHO. Uh, it's likely going to be a fourth line coming up next season. I assume it's going to be, like, they have a young defensive core. That's good. But, here's the problem. Their forward core is aging. And in my opinion, they need to replace the current core. If they want to continue having a chance at keeping this window open. (sighs) So far, we've done a pretty good job with the core. 
and that Calgary has a very good farm system right now. If we go into the roster page, I go into their prospects. So far we have, I believe a trick is IA. He, I don't think he is IA. He last visited the site on September 30th, 13th, so he's not inactive. ASM, we know Kenneth is active. Lux. Uh, Lux has been online, so he's active. So, we have a very active farm system. I have active. Rose is active, but I think his earning is eh. Just take a look at everybody's bank accounts to see they'll be able to max earn. Here's the problem. A trick has, doesn't have a lot of money. Kenny is good. He has that much. Lux doesn't have a lot of money. I have a lot. Viking has about the same. Muerto is Kez is Kez, so he has a lot. Dark Canuck. He has 16 million. Uh, Sam Stone. Did he go inactive? No, he was on there yesterday and had a lot. Yeah. So we have all, all of our farm system is active for the most part. So we're going to have a lot of young forwards coming up next season. So basically, Calgary is likely going to emerge as a contender very soon. Take a look at each position. Amundsen at twelve ninety eight TPE. Uh, my opinion, he needs to earn a little bit more. I don't know how regression works, but it says Vials at one hundred two. I think he's going to be replaced because let me take a look. Next season, Rose is gonna. Rosa, I think, will likely spend another season down in the J with Colorado. Let's see. He was there. He was the best 60, so 59, 60, 61, 60. Yeah, next season is his last year J eligibility. So pretty much, he will likely be, or she will be. I assume Vikings being uh, called up in S63. Myself and Kenny will likely be called up this season. Take a look at the age of the core. I don't be surprised if Calgary move pulls off a move here. We still have a top pick in the draft. It is a Reddit class, so you have a very small margin of error for those. So, yeah. So, you're about, I think, from the left, about 21 minutes in. So, I am going to open up a few of the questions. So.
So I'm going to open them up. Okay. First questions are from a capital Chicago who is currently our J commissioner. And also fellow teammate on Calgary. First question he asks is what what made you want to sign with, with Calgary? Uh, there were a few reasons why I chose Calgary. One, they were the only team to send me an offer. Two, the second and probably biggest reason was <sighs> I needed a change of scenery. Manhattan just probably was not. Manhattan didn't work out for me. It's just you get drafted sometimes. You get drafted by a team and then you realize I don't belong here. So, yeah. Big reason I signed was change of scenery and I wanted to feel welcome in a locker room. In which I now do. And it's been going quite well. Big reason was probably the off-site locker room. And the one, you know, on the forums. It's been a pretty good change of pace there. So, yeah. He been asked... What's it been like on the Whalers? A lot of winning. Let's be honest. This probably should have been uh, Anaheim this season. But unfortunately, we decided to enter a rebuild after most of our players were called up. Specifically, guys like Bob Duncan and Ryo Kawashima. Are the two players that come to mind. Kawashima was selected fourth overall by Toronto. And I believe Duncan was a first by Winnipeg. Plus, with how Winnipeg is in a rebuild, yeah, it's hard when you have to change scenery. To be honest, <sighs> it's somehow only eleven oh four in the morning. That's not a good saw. So pretty good. A lot of good folks in the locker room. Frostbite when he lurks. My brother Ben Dover, who is always a nice guy. And don't give him any slander, because he'll find a way to meme you to oblivion. Uh, Kenny is another good guy in there. Sven is another good guy, who is our GM. Python, who, despite being Nolas Co., he still lurks in the locker room. Cap, as you yourself, as I'm the person who asked me this question, you I see you frequently lurking in Cap, not only in Vancouver, but also on the Capitals Discord. I see a lot of MLR, uh, not MLR, uh, what is it again, SHO, God, my memory is soft. <laughs> I'm young, but I have poor memory, freaking yikes. He then asks, biggest thing you've enjoyed so far about Calgary? Oh, definitely the environment. Much better than that in Manhattan, in my view. This time, it felt like they had a plan. Both teams had a plan for me. This one, I feel more engaged as that I have a better shot at a cup right off the bat. As because, in my opinion, we're probably a few pieces away from going back to becoming a top-tier contender. We have all the demon in place that are young. We have Izzy, who's at, at 1,000 TP. All of our demons are at 1,000. 
And we're going to have like several wingers who are coming up that are going to be at 1,000, like myself, at the start of the season. So, we're going to have a very strong roster right off the bat. What does the future look for Valor? Look like for Valor, Cap says. Uh, to be honest, I'm going to say that... Ooh, that's tough. I think I'm going to start as a third or fourth liner. I'm pretty sure there's only three lines, so probably a third liner. I don't know who gets dealt, though, as we have Matt Emerson, who... I know this guy because he's in with. He just recently came up to Austin in the ISFL. As it is my last season over there, as due to college, I'm trying to reduce on my league so I can focus on my work. So, yeah. The future's looking pretty bright for me. And likely, if I'm being honest, my expectations are like 15 points in, the, in SHL to start. That's a pretty reasonable expectation. And probably at least like two or three goals. It's better to be realistic about your expectations. Because if you set the bar too high, you're never going to be happy. That's the problem that I had in the ISFL. Which truly frustrated me a lot. But I've recently changed that to make myself feel better. So yeah. He then asked about... Checking Parm and how good is it? Outside of the Sim League, I haven't had Chicken Parm that much. But it is very good. I don't remember where I got it from. I'm not going to mention where because it might dox myself and I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to have somebody come up randomly showing up in my door in the middle of the night saying, Valor, I know where you live. I'm like... Jesus Christ, dude. What's your problem? <laughs> so, Parm is really good. And I highly recommend it. I'm probably going to try to make it a homemade version of it very soon. Then, here comes my lovely GM, new GM, Mike Izzy. He then asked, Were there any surprise topics, in your opinion, in the second annual Calgary Jackets Pizza Topping Contest? Well, first, for all you guys who are not in Calgary, I'm going to give you a little bit of context. So, every year, we do this contest for, like, to make the official Calgary Dragons pizza. We vote on which topics we put on. This year's winner is onions that are going on there. I see pepperoni and meatballs after that. So, a lot of people love meat. But me... <laughs> the weird one's probably my toppings. Old Bay seasoning, crab meat, and salmon. Oh my god. A pretty good Maryland seafood pizza. And <laughs> you, I just can't resist Old Bay. That's my problem. It's so good. Like, if you put Old Bay in front of me, I'm going to start wheezing because it's my weakness. Everybody knows you got to give me old bay. So we're about 30 minutes into the podcast. So to answer Izzy's question, I'm going to go into the Dragon's locker room and pull up our lounge. 
So, yeah. So, basically... I'm going to see if they publish the results of the winner. So basically, so for the contest, so the fourth point, third place, we have a tie between sausage, pepperoni, and green pepper. I tried pep and sausage before. It's pretty good. Bacon is second place. But it depends on where you get it. If it's the flimsy kind, then you're pr I'm putting you in the penalty box for that. Or having Tom Wilson go after you. Your choice. And an onion was the top one. So, pretty good. Good idea. If I was... So, <laughs> I'm going, I'm sidetracking a little bit, but I don't care. So, speaking of roster spots, this is where Dark Canuck's going to come in and ask me. Where do you feel you slide best in the Calgary lineup? What do you bring to the team? Uh, I don't mind about minutes to initially start. I will probably mind about it later on. As my player's TP goes up, my expectations for my player go up too. As I if you look at my build, I'm pretty much a speedy winger. So if that reminds you of something, it kind of looks like Primo Vechkin, where he can just run through defenses, block a few shots, and then, of course, snipe goalies. Doesn't he always do that? <laughs> Even though he's like 30-something and had an injury-riddled season last year, he's still on pace to break Gretzky's goal rank. So, yeah... Probably of probably like two thousand eight Ovechkin, pretty much mixture with Pavel Bure. A bit, so yeah. Then our lovely goalie Viking, our uh, goalie of the future comes in. She been she first asks, "Is Calgary a place you think you could call home?" Okay, Calgary itself is a very nice city, from what I've heard. Very good hockey market. Well, for itself, the Flames need a new arena. The Saddle Dome looks nice and all, but it's outdated. Everybody knows that. It, the seats are cramped. It looks like a saddle. It's a saddle. It's not a cowboy hat. Thank you very much, Bardown. <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you guys it's a saddle? <laughs> So, yes, I think Calgary is a pretty good market, even though if you can survive the cold winter. So, yeah. She then asked, this is probably referring to my player render, which Dragon Ball Z arc was the best. Ooh. Okay, we all know that it's probably your tough pick between 
uh, either the Cell or the Frieza arc. Both of them were definitely the top two. Probably the one that sees the most character development. I'm going to say probably the Frieza arc as we first see that, in my opinion, the character development was there. And we first pretty much tap into uh, Goku's origins, pretty much. Because we all know he's not human. And we discover more of his abilities. So, yeah. It's weird. It's like 200-something episodes. Pretty good way to grind. But, yeah, you'll get goosebumps when you see some of the unusual stuff that happens. Glad you're on my team again. Thank you, Viking. Next one is Steve-O is Cool. If you don't know, it's by GM over at Vancouver. How's the whaler life been? Uh, It's been pretty well, actually. I know I haven't been talking in the locker room as much uh, due to school and my job, which I only work on Friday and Saturday, but they gave me this Friday off, so it's going to be me focusing on college work at this podcast. I'd say it's been pretty good. I'm on pretty good hospitality there. A lot of good experienced users giving advice. So, yeah. Where life's been pretty good. So, let me take a look at the time. So, we're about 35 minutes again. And. Yeah. Where life's been pretty good. Then Rugsy comes in, who is from San Francisco. I'm technically spying in their locker room right now, but who cares? <laughs> Unless HO gets my ass, that is. Envision you make a completely new player right now and fast forward for the whole actually play contribute to the site thing. What do you think you accomplish? What do you think you should work on? So basically, we worked through a whole player cycle of like 15, 20 seasons. And what we learned is that this player that I made uh, barely eclipses a thousand points. Uh, has two, I believe he, he hits like two, about 300 goals. <sighs> so yeah, perennial goal scorer and a couple cups because starts off on a weak team, wins a cup with that, then the team just disturbingly panics midseason and trades them into the team that they probably get known for and then win a bunch of cups there, break a few franchise records, and ultimately, boom, we're at this point where the player's jersey gets retired. So, yeah. If SMHL and SMJHL were food, what would they be? I'm going to have to go team by team for this one. You're making me quite hungry, by the way, as it's close to lunchtime here in Valor Country. So, yeah. Start with Atlanta Inferno, which, if you don't know, is a phoenix. How many of these I'm going to say chicken or turkey? Inferno, pick a lot of these. I'm going to say it's a chicken. Platoon, turkey probably. Stampede, because Buffalo is good. I'm going to go Buffalo meat, obviously. Manhattan Bridge is a cow, so probably burgers. Patriots is actually a real person, so... 
I'd say you only eat that for cannibalism reasons, and I condemn that. Forge, why would you eat a molten thing of lava without killing yourself? My advice, but here's my tip. If you're having suicidal thoughts, contact a therapist or the suicide prevention lifeline as soon as possible. I've always told people this. I don't know how many lives I've saved because of it. Because my goal is to make Sim Leagues a better place for everyone. Tampa Bay Barracuda, I mean, salmon fish sounds really good. So I'm thinking that. North Stars. The weird thing is the logo is a maple leaf attached to, to the CN Tower. So I would not eat the CN Tower without it, like a 500-foot building crushing me. I can't imagine that because, Jesus Christ, I hate heights so much. Calgary, how would you eat a dragon? You have to kill it. Spoiler alert, I'd rather keep a dragon as a, fr as a pet rather than eating it. Because if anyone tries to step on the lawn, you pretty much burn someone to dust. Another case of cannibalism. God darn it, man. Edmonton Blizzard is a fox. Fox beef is decent, from my opinion, but I did get sick off of it a lot, so yeah. Stop with these cannibalism team names. It's really getting out of hand. I'm looking at you, Minnesota. So yeah. Spectres. You can't eat a ghost. The only time you can eat a ghost is if the food's possessed. If the food is possessed, let's say chicken with Cajun seasoning or Popeyes, for example. You don't want it to be possessed. San Francisco Pride. You're basically trying to eat lion. Lion meat I never had before. It's decent from water. Argonauts, you're eating a boat. Why would you eat a boat? Seriously. You wouldn't eat a boat. That's disgusting. Renegades is a better case of cannibalism. So I'm passing. Winnipeg Aurora, it shows like a wilderness. So anything in the wilderness, like caribou, moose, grizzly. I mean, moose meat sounds good. Sorry, Spores. You probably heard that. I'm probably going to get mad at me in Norfolk for. Anaheim is cannibalism. Armada's a boat. You can't eat metal without breaking your, breaking your jaw. So, yeah. Kraken is basically eating squid. Good, I'd say. Sounds like a pretty good sushi item. I'd probably try later. Colorado Raptors. Dino... Ugh. Basically the same way as a chicken, since a raptor is closely related to the chicken, then it is to a reptile. Falcons, uh I've never tried fried bird before. I might like it. Kelowna Knights is cannibalism, so you can't say that. Temper Why would you eat wood? Unless you want to get ticks in your mouth. That's nasty. Nevada Battleborn, it's a goat, so goat meat is actually pretty good. 
Also, I'd highly recommend goat cheese and goat milk. It is really good. As where I am in Valor Country, there's a lot of farms. So, yeah. Newfoundland Berserkers. Unfortunately, that's another human character, so I'm going to roll it. Can't eat it unless you're a cannibal. Quebec City Citadels. It's an L. Owls look nice to eat, but I don't would never have an owl. But don't have Kaya's profile pick. Because Kaya Prax, if you have a profile pick like hers, you're suspicious. St. Louis Scarecrows. It's a number wood item, so ugh. And Ben Bonnelly Vancouver Whalers. Why does this remind me of a certain South Park episode? Oh yeah. The Japanese going out and killing people. <laughs> That's the hilarious episode. The episode that said like, Fuck you, Dolphin! Oh god, I'm probably gonna get cancelled for this accent. But yeah, good episode. Still holds up to the day. As you know, Japan is a problem with whaling. Hunting down whales. I never had it before, but I would like to try it. So, does that put me through all the questions? It did put me through all of the questions. So, I'm 29, so I'm about 45 minutes for the podcast. So, for the final 15 minutes, I'm going to give myself a personal life update about what's been going on here in that other country. As previously mentioned, I recently started college. Because I recently started college, you may notice me leaving servers or dropping out of leagues. If I'm in regression in the league, I'm probably going to leave it. PBE, I have a few seasons left in my player. As she's in her peak right now. Uh, SHL, I've just started around. And we'll get a call up next season. So, yeah, there's that. Also, yeah, nothing much going on here. So, anyway, I'd like to thank y'all for listening to this episode of the Ballercast. Have a a good rest of your day. Don't forget to talk to someone. If you're having suicidal thoughts, contact a therapist or suicide prevention hotline right away. And have yourself a nice day. Be safe, wear your mask, get the vaccine.